Hello and welcome to the Literatica Book Club. I'm Zoe and I'm here with my trusty co-host Kaya. Hi guys. This week we're reviewing Feral, book three in the Wolf Ranch series by writing duo Renee Rose and Vanessa Vale. Pack rule number three, the alpha must mate. Rob Wolf has looked all over the continent, gone to mating games, but still hasn't found the she-wolf that's meant to be his. He's already become far too feral in bed. He's not safe, not for random females, especially not Natalie Sheffield, who moved into the ranch just next door. She's too tempting. He's too dangerous. But Natalie Sheffield has her own secrets. Bum, bum, bum. So Kaya, what did you think and why did you pick this book? I chose this book because you seem to have a thing for werewolves. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> just, just, just saying. So last week we uh, did a quick mini review on Twice the Girl. And, you know, really got Zoe's juices flowing. So I was like, here's another werewolf book. It seems to be quite well received. And they tend to have an awful lot more smut for some reason than just other books. They do. Which we'll, we'll get into how quickly we got into smut in this one. I liked the book. It was fine. It, it was good. It was fun. It was fine. Yeah. How did you think? I loved it. What did you think? You loved it? Yeah. I knew you would. I really loved it. I was really impressed by this book. Good pick. I thought you'd enjoy it. It had a it had a good score on Goodreads though as well, didn't it? It was like over four stars. I don't remember off the top of my head, but that sounds about right. I'm yeah. pretty I'm pretty sure it did. But then so did Sex and the Sticks, so to each their own. Um what would you rate this book for for book and for smut? So for the book, the actual writing, I gave it a four and a half out of five. Mm-hmm. It was it was I thought it was well written for such a short book. Like I thought it was really well. It didn't feel yeah, super short. It's only about two hundred two ten ish pages. Yeah. Yeah, and I thought they the writers packed an awful lot in in that time. Yeah, you you you. It's an anthology book, uh, pretty self-contained, sort of like uh, the Dark Brotherhood series or the Paranormal Dating Agency, where you don't necessarily have to have read the previous ones if, you know, a particular one is going to do it for you. Uh, the other, the previous two books in this particular series, uh, one of the the wolves is a military officer and the other one is a rodeo cowboy. So brilliant absolutely fantastic i believe they're both uh boyd and colton rob's brothers from the synopsis so how come you jumped to three then because because reasons because <laughs> it was the first one i saw and i was like yeah okay <laughs> that, that was pretty much the decision process uh my ratings for the the book I re- I also really enjoyed the writing. I would give it a, a better four for the writing. Mm-hmm. Um, smut is really difficult to say. It's about three to four, with that nebulous kind of filling in in between. But we'll get into that. I gave it a four. I, I'm sure you did. Uh, what did you think about the characters? Did you care about them? I mean, care is a strong word. I definitely. Like, I read a few chapters and I did, like, I wanted to go back to it. You know, I did want to read (laughs) more. So that gave me an indication that I 
did kind of care about them. I yeah. liked I liked Rob and I liked Natalie slash Willow. <laughs> Spoilers. Spoilers. Okay. <laughs> what about yeah. you? Did did you care at all? Did you get involved with them? Well, I kind of read this the day we decided on it, mm-hmm. or the day I announced it to you. I sat down and devoured the entire book in one sitting. I did. There were there were stakes in this book. Yeah, there was some tension. There yeah, was a there were coup. Stakes. Love a coup. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, I really enjoyed the interactions. All of the interactions seemed real. They seemed yeah. like conversations that real people would have. The awkwardness seemed real. Yeah. Like, definite props to these writers. 100%. Uh, do you have a favourite character or a standout character? Not particularly. Like, no. I, I I liked Willow slash Natalie because she was she was fully fleshed out. She had a backstory. She had her own kind of strengths and weaknesses. I like I felt like she was a whole real person. Yeah, and she own guys. Slight spoiler for the smut later, but she owns her sexuality. Yeah, she does. She is not shy. <laughs> she is a sexy lady and she loves it. That's literally what I have in my notes of uh, for favorite characters like Willow so far, the dildo and gun in the first scene. Like she 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 had me from the first iteration. I knew she would. Which is why I messaged you kind of like, "So, how are you getting on? <laughs> have you started yet?" <laughs> um I I liked the characters. I liked a lot of the characters. Um Everyone was believable. Everyone, like I said, that they all had like really nice interactions. Mm-hmm. So let's get into the story. Yes. Do you remember the story? Yes. Are you yeah. sure? Yes. Because you didn't remember that there was a bad guy in it. I forgot about because he was a shit bad guy. Okay, so Natalie slash Willow. So Natalie Sheffield is in fact the person who. From is- this point on, there will be spoilers. Yeah. If you're actually going to read this book. Which I recommend that you do if you want, if you don't want to be spoiled. Like, you can skip to the end when we do our conclusion. But there will be spoilers from here on out. Would recommend actually reading this book. Yeah. Just saying. Totally fair. So Natalie Sheffield. Yeah, so Natalie Sheffield is the wolf's... And I say this because our main character is Rob Wolf. That is his name. The wolf's... Spelt wolf. Yeah, spelled wolf. Yeah. That, so she's the real neighbor, but Natalie is not the person who moves in. Dun dun dun. Mm-hmm. That's why I keep saying Natalie slash Willow. So Willow is in fact her real name, and she is an undercover DEA agent. Which I didn't know when I chose the book. We seem to have an awful lot of like DEA marshal yeah, type thing. I was happening. like, oh, another marshal type thing. Great, yeah. Yeah, completely by accident. But it seems to be. Like, that's something to look at. Like, it's it a good plot point. It does seem to be a thing that people want to read about. Yeah. People that have fast access to handcuffs. And guns. And and guns. Right in the bedside table there. Yeah. <laughs> Very important for protection. So, Natalie rocks up. So, Natalie rocks up anyway, and she's undercover, and our villain of the piece is the other neighbour who is trying to get the Sheffield land. Uh, Jet Merkel is his name. Mm-hmm. So she's checking out Jet. Meanwhile, Rob's checking out her. 
Yeah. Like, I, I do have to say, if there's one character that is paper thin, it's the bad guy. Yeah. And only because he seems to be a plot device. He is the deus ex that gets her there. But beyond that, he's not particularly important. No, like, he's a means to an end, really. He, he provides a bit of tension in the story. Yeah. But that's about it. Like, he is relatively paper thin. And you know what? Some people are paper thin, but... Everyone else felt a bit fleshed out. And yeah, and I didn't really hate that he wasn't either. Like, no. I, I liked how he was. So he was described in this in this kind of really offensive way. Like everything about this character was meant to offend. The way he dressed, the way he acted, the way he spoke, his <laughs> cologne, like everything was bothersome about him. And that was enough for me to go, yeah, okay, we we don't like this guy. Got it. Yeah. You know what I mean. Hmm. And the secret identity conflict was great, I thought, for a plot for a the plot. The liar point. reveal trope. The liar reveal. It fit in a couple of tropes actually this book did. It did. It definitely did. What was the other one towards the uh yeah, so there was the new there was the girl in a new world trope. I don't know what we're there's a short version to say that in, I'm sure. Fish out of water. Fish out of water. Maybe. Yeah, there was a like a, there was a little bit of that. Um, but like she grew up in Montana. This was her original home. So yeah. she wasn't unfamiliar. Like this wasn't totally new to her. Mm-hmm. But like I know you don't like first person, but in terms of the writing, like how did you find it overall? I found it like as I've said before um, and you have just said there it's not my favourite but mm. all of these books are written first person we haven't come across one yet that was kind of third person or narrative point of view yeah uh, so that's just something I've kind of had to come to peace with maybe that's just a case in the whole smutty verse is that you want to put yourself in You're the putting characters yourself into their point of view shoes. yeah, yeah. Whereas you don't really want the author's voice. You don't want their point of view. I just find it like we've had this conversation about how difficult I find that. So it bores me like a lot. A lot. Uh, (laughs) But it's something that like I knew going into this, Mm -hmm. like into this whole kind of, hey, let's do this thing. I knew that was a thing. So it's not my favorite, but you come to peace with these things. Um, I found the... As, as did uh, Willow, our dear Willow, um, I found the, the DEA side of it completely ancillary <laughs> to everything else that was going on. Um, so let's get into it. We have this DEA agent that is sent down to seduce the bad guy to find out. Oh, yeah. Everything. She's to use her wiles. And fails. Completely. Like, because she's already met our dear Rob Wolf at this point. She's had an interaction with him before she, like, she's there maybe, what, oh, 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 like an hour? A hot maybe. minute. <laughs> yeah. And she's getting acquainted with her room. I think she's just had a shower. Yeah, she's masturbating on the bed, like, with a giant dildo. If this first paragraph or chapter doesn't get you into this book, then you, you, it just what nothing else is going to. Like mm-hmm, this is mm-hmm. this is the draw. 
and we get this all from Rob's point of view. So Rob and his his buddy Clint are going uh, to check out and to be neighborly and to introduce themselves to Natalie Sheffield. No, they, they were, hear they heard a scream. No, they were going over anyway. They were oh right, and then 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 she screamed. Yeah, they were going over to to be neighborly because they knew Natalie Sheffield's uncle or great uncle Mm -hmm. like they were neighbors they knew each other so they were going over to say hi and on the way they hear a scream and something about the wolves in this they seem to be very uh protective super protective super protective of almost everybody unless you're an enemy which is an interesting because usually it's just pack yeah like when you when you get this it's ordinarily just pack but these guys seem to be you know Good old boys, for lack of a better term. They hear a woman scream and they are they are going to help. They are big manly men riding in to to help this poor woman who is screaming. Go upstairs and as is a trope in the wolf stories, Rob immediately knows by scent alone that this woman is his mate. Yes. So he walks in and he's like, oh my God, my mate is in trouble. In like, what I, I can only imagine to be like a deeper baritone. Like, oh no. Oh no. That's my deep baritone, guys. Super hot, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> but he, you know, he goes in and he walks in on Natalie. Uh, let, me, let me see if I can describe this adequately. Spread eagle on a bed dripping wet from the shower and plowing herself with a giant dildo or vibrator yeah with her gun on the bedside table yeah that, that that's their, that's their introduction that's how we're introduced to natalie yeah yeah that's great <laughs> and rob questionably like his friend comes up to try and help and he slams the door with himself inside of the bedroom Instead of like being on the other side of the door. And Natalie, like Willow, absolutely no fucks given. Just kind of standing there holding a gun to his face like, the fuck are you doing in my house? <laughs> yeah, that's the wrong side of the door you're on there, buddy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it was genius. The first it was- bit of dialogue between them was brilliant. Mm-hmm. And like she was so calm and cool and collected and it wasn't like blushing maiden you know and we and we know this because this is what he's thinking he's like Mm -hmm. damn this this woman is not phased at all by the fact that she's completely naked (laughs) like no and he mentions how hard he is and like a a full nine inches i think Mm -hmm, something mm -hmm. in and around there we'll get into that later um like he he makes a, a comment about like this this vibrator or dildo or whatever it is being almost as big as he is. <laughs> yeah, I think it was just a dildo. I don't think it was vibrating. Yeah, I think it was just see, a think- dildo she was fucking herself with. Yeah, she was def. Well, she was going to ten anyway, and that was kind of that. And then she goes to meet Chet afterwards because that's her job. But. Like, that entirely goes by the wayside, and Rob is super, like, like throughout the entire thing, there's this thing called Moonlight Madness, where if you don't mate, if, if you don't mate by a certain point, 
you go feral, you go wild, and you need to be put down. And your pack will need to do that for you. And it seems to be the stronger you are, the worse it is. It's kind of like a double-edged sword. Yeah, so because he's alpha, he's in the most danger because he's the strongest of the pack. And Mm -hmm. And you think that he has found his mate, so problem solved. Happy days. Issue, she is human, and that's a no-no. His brothers uh, have mated with humans, and apparently that caused quite a bit of dissension for Rob at the time. Um, So him mating with a human is just, it's no bueno. He has to carry on the alpha line. Yeah, it seems to be like, it's almost like it's a recessive gene in that if you mate with a human, the chances of your uh your kids being wolves drops yeah like they may or may not be whereas if you have two uh wolf parents or two shifter parents then it's almost a guarantee like i'm sure there there's like if the series continues on exponentially there's going to be an instance where someone just isn't and they're like a squib where yeah you know their entire family is wolves except for them like that likely to be a thing at some point maybe question mark probably not super important for this story no 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 no. um only bring it up because like he needs to he needs to like ensure that his family line continues and unfortunately this works against him now there's a little bit to unpack with all that and we're just not going to get into that at all yeah, not not happening. No. Okay. Okay. <laughs> no. No. Well, I, moving I, swiftly on. Well, it's a, it's a little bit you like racist to, as well. <laughs> yeah, it is. But it's like it's like in the Twilight series where the wolves like did the imprinting thing. That's with their I'm totally. Mates. I yeah. No. No idea. No idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I say that. I know what she's talking about, but I haven't read it. I haven't read it, so I actually don't know. Well, I'm saying it's like that, in that once you pick, it's not exactly like he picked his mate, his wolf picked his mate. Yeah, if you read an awful lot of uh, Alpha, Beta, Omega uh, fanfic, like, scent bonding. Yeah. They scent bonded. Well, he scent bonded with her, and... There's that kind of thing. It's not a full mating, but it's kind of almost sort of like exactly there. Um, and it goes from there. There's an awful lot of fucking. There's an awful lot of him trying to protect her and her being like, I am a strong, independent woman who don't need this shit from you. Like she's up on the roof at another point in the story. Mm-hmm. Fixing the roof. Because she don't want to get rained on. She she doesn't want that that to happen. And he like charges in and is like, you get your ass down from that roof. And she's like, no, (laughs) I am doing something. Come over here and make me. Which he does. Which he does. He like does a thing and helps her fix it or whatever. And then he's like... I'm, I'm going to break the, the ladder so she can't get back up there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, there, there was some weirdness like that. Now, he did always pull himself back. Some might and call if it he didn't, overprotecting, perhaps? Yeah. Mm. And if he didn't pull him, pull himself back, she she would, like, 
absolutely nip that in the bud. Like, immediately. Yeah. Which I loved. Like, if you if you want a strong woman. Yeah, strong female lead, for sure. She, she embodied absolutely. all of that. Like, down to the feisty red hair of her. Yeah. So, she's kind of going on, and all through this, every interaction they have, like making out in the rain, all of the sex that they have, she maintains that she is Natalie Sheffield. Yes. Secrets. Until, until they have a big get together. They have a big do. And Boyd calls Natalie on the phone. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Natalie, who's an accomplished violinist. Yeah, and like the jig is up because they start questioning and and there's like yelling and accusations and the whole liar reveal thing happens and she goes back to the ranch she leaves this Mm -hmm. now there's other stuff going on at the same time but as i said you actually want to read this book it's you do yeah we don't want to go too much into the story details really like no um and then you she she goes back to actually doing her job which she hasn't really been doing because she's had a big strong man to satisfy her every need fuck her in every way imaginable and I mean literally every way imaginable they start with anal yep that's how it starts that's how you know it's some serious mutt like when you know the very first chapter is uh, masturbation and then what was it the second chapter I think was was it still by the first one it was very early on the first sex scene was an anal one yeah I it because it was a punishment yes so she had been up on the roof so that's what happened that's it yeah 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 mm-hmm. after he he rescues her from the perils of the roof um they have sex and he spanks her which she loves and Oh, by the way, the dirty talk in this book, there is... Choice. A plus filth. Yeah, really good dirty talk. Mm-hmm. You have shower sex. Yeah. You have anal, vaginal. Lots of masturbating. Twice in the one section. Lots of masturbation. And lots of... Making out. Making out and, you know, dicks being hard and pussies being wet and, like, d- lots of lots of descriptors. Lots we of We know what's going on in everyone's pants. Exactly. Which... Is kind of the what? point. <laughs> you know, sometimes you want the... Oh, this, it's super sensual and, like, they're not going into too much detail and it's a little bit titillating. Mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. sometimes you want to hear exactly how hard someone's being plowed. There was a moment, um, which I had to applaud, about four or five chapters in where there wasn't quite a fade to black, but there was like a little bit of a tease. I don't remember this. Enlighten me. When we were when we were going through, I think it was one of the times where she she had she had gotten her dildo back on or she was masturbating again at some point. And it was just a warm up. Like it didn't leave you wanting hard but it left you wanting to read more if you know what i mean you see because i read this in one block yeah 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 i I did i didn't i'm not quite sure what part that was 
Yeah, I didn't write a note as to what the what the actual incident was. Just that it was there was a teasy warm up moment, and it it was thoughtful. It wasn't a fade to black like tease. It was a good tease. Oh, okay, I hear you. I hear you. I that's hear you. that's all. That was a bit of a meandering point, but there you go. No, but I mean that's what we're here for to point these things out. <laughs> Unless our dear editor cuts that out entirely, in which case, oh well. <laughs> what did you think of the um, smut in general then? So here's the thing. When I was reading it, I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Which was two weeks ago now? Yeah. So I read it two weeks ago. I had problems trying to remember. So as I was reading it, mm-hmm. I was like, yes, this is great. This is really good. This is like when you pick up a book that you're looking for a really smutty, filthy book with a bit of story to get you get you through it. Mm-hmm. This is what you're looking for. And then about Wednesday this week, I was sitting there going, shit, I don't actually remember what happens. What happened all. in this I rem- The story stuck with me. I remember what happened story-wise. Mm-hmm. I didn't remember what happened smut-wise. I knew that the initial introduction, mm-hmm. which was... Very iconic. Mm-hmm. I remember they have shower sex a couple of times, maybe yeah. twice. I remember the anal. I remember the spanking. Mm-hmm. But I don't remember any details. He's a generous lover. I, 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 that, that definitely sounds familiar. There's lots of uh, going down. There is. You see, I have forgotten that. Until she can take no more. Uh, or Yeah, there was something along the lines of, like, I'm going to lick you I'm out. Gonna, until I'm going to orgasm you to, to death. death yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was Which, sort I mean, of a threat. I mean, but... not going to lie, kind of sounds fucking amazing. Yeah. But, like, that's the thing. So I really enjoyed it when I was reading it. Mm-hmm. And I remember really enjoying it when I was reading it. But it just didn't stick with me. <laughs> if that doesn't get cut out, my, my cat is declaring his ownership of the house. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, there, there were like standout smut moments. I didn't feel like there were like any, there was nothing really to write home about in terms of new, unique So if we were things. to kind of go like quantity, quality and longevity right Mm -hmm. so i would say quantity five stars yeah you barely go like three chapters without some kind of hot and heavy makeout scene or some allusion to sex even if it's not like straight out sex it's an allusion to you know her not being able to walk straight or you know him being slightly chafed or you know stuff like that oh he said at one point i walked with the gait of a man who'd been fucked hard hard and good or something like yeah. that i was like yes yeah good for you and sir. quality quality i would say so quantity mm-hmm. five stars mm-hmm. quality four to five stars four like to five, it's yeah. actually really good but I have to give, like, longevity. It just didn't stay with me. Yeah. I'd have to give that, like, a one or a two, which is why my smut rating was that kind of... Bit lower. Three to four. It was there. It was good. 
I just couldn't remember it two weeks later. It didn't stick in your mind. It didn't. Yeah. Didn't stand out, which is which is fair. Like I had the same kind of feeling. Like I just finished this yesterday, and not shocked. Not shocked. You, you wanted to record yesterday. Was that it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But even though I just finished it yesterday, like when I got to my notes and, you know, was there any standout smut moments? No, not really. It was fairly standard and it was great at the time when I was reading it. But could I, I could I list them all out right now? Probably not. I think because it was a book that was so littered with smut. It was all, it wasn't all one note because they do various different things to different levels of description and different levels of passion. Mm -hmm. But it was a book with a story and smut. So Twice the Growl was smut with no story. Yeah. Uh, The Marshall series was story with no smut. Yes. This was kind of in between. It was a nice... Which I really appreciate. Like, I really liked this. Again, would recommend an actual read. And it's probably going to get loads of people off. If it's your thing. Yeah, I'd say so. And there was a there was a little bit of... There was a little bit for everybody. So there was that... There was a little bit of the kinky dom sub aspect. There was a little bit... Very much so. Of punishment thrown in there. It very much reminded me of like a Ambrose. Yes. A little bit. Ambrose and Everly. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I got a little bit of a vibe from, I think, the description at the start where you're pulling up on the house and you're going into their long driveway, but not quite mm-hmm. at the house. I I don't know why, but it flashed on my head the True Blood series. You know, the way Sookie's house is in the middle of nowhere down a long drive and it's always warm there's something supernatural going along i got those vibes yeah you know i i can totally see that it was good and it was simple like the premise was simple the premise for the smut i thought was quite i say simple and yeah, not in a it, bad it, way it, 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 it was a simple storyline, incredibly well executed. Yeah. But even just the simplicity of the lust in it, like you're talking, giving into your animal nature, which yeah, we you can all do relate kind of to. Have, you do kind of have a Disney romance in this. Yeah. Where it's immediate lust on both sides. Um, and I think she's there like a week or two weeks. She's definitely, it. she spent a week with him from the first time they had sex and then hadn't yeah. done any work. So maybe a couple of yeah. weeks. I, I think two weeks. So the first week was spent with uh, Rob. The second week was her actually doing her own job. And that's after the liar reveal. And she's like, I just want to get this done and leave. Yeah. But I don't actually want to leave was a thing like her feelings were really real yeah she was agonizing over you know not doing her job like it's not like she just fucked off to you know fuck the neighbor boy for a while like she was like shit i'm not doing my job i shouldn't be spending this much time she was agonizing and every time she tried to do her job it just backfired like right in her face (laughs) it was hilarious and that was another thing like it had a lot of good humor in it like the characters made fun of themselves Mm -hmm. i had a couple of laugh out loud moments Mm -hmm. definitely would you like to read more yeah i think so these guys 
I think so too. I'd like to read another one uh, that they've written together. Yeah. And I'd like to read them separately as well. Just to see? Just to see if it's like that perfect lightning in a bottle kind of combination. You know? Yeah, when it's a, when it's a duo, like, uh, was it Sparrow and Beckett who did the Master series? Sparrow Beckett. Sparrow Beckett, yeah. Um, yeah, I'd love to know what the what the split is. Like, is it do one of them just do, does the smut and one of them does the story or how? Or one of them do uh, the male point of view and the other one do, do the, the female. female point of view? Oh, difficult to say. So... Would do you so we both agree that like more more from these authors definitely like i would definitely be interested in reading a little bit more back to the smut for a half second of course of course did you find it realistic yeah i did yeah yeah 100 percent. Ah, i mean one's ability to take such a large member in one's orifices aside um, I thought it was realistic sex. Yeah, there was nothing. There was nothing out of the ordinary. There was nothing that was like beyond human physical. You know what I mean? Like beyond physics. Yeah. There was nothing that pushed the boat too much for me. What about you? The only thing that I found unrealistic was the fact that at no point did she get oversensitized from the multiple orgasms. Yes, that was for me. That was the most unrealistic side of it. But you know when they start at one point they start they mention condoms and either mm-hmm. not using them or using them or whatever and yes I don't recall and please correct me if I'm wrong but I don't recall condoms being brought up in any other smut we've read before definitely brought up multiple times for uh, the Marshall series definitely oh yeah 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 no they they have been uh, not. Yeah, no, in everything that we've read thus far... There has been. Condoms were a thing. So if we go way, way back to Finding Master Right... Yeah. Condoms were a part of that. I don't remember Uh, Only once or twice, but Banner makes sure to put on a condom. Yes. At one point. Mm -hmm. Ambrose uh, pulls out, like, a full ream of condoms out of his pocket at one point. Classic Ambrose. Uh, classic ambrose <laughs> we have hold on no we, we, we don't need to categorize it. i'm just making the point that they didn't seem to be a thing but that's obviously my poor memory it, it lent it lended to the realism of the sex the fact that they were mentioning condoms and that that was a concern but i mean the only reason i'm kind of wondering if everyone has is because it's super important and the only one that I remember them not using condoms. They make a point of saying, fuck, we haven't used condoms. We haven't, We we didn't use a condom. I'm on the pill, but that doesn't mean that there, like, there isn't other things that can be caught. That was the only thing that bugged me about this one, is that when they do mention the condoms, it's a purely to prevent pregnancy thing. And I'm like, okay, so you're just fine with sleeping with everybody else that each other has slept with then. Yeah, that's that's totally cool. Yeah, so it could be mentioned in one of the earlier books, but isn't mentioned in this one, whether mm-hmm. or not there's like werewolf immunity to STDs. It doesn't mention it. It's a thing occasionally in stories that if you have... If you have like a paranormal spin on it. To make it a little sexier, sometimes they don't use condoms, but they'll typically be like, oh, that's not a thing. Yeah, because we don't need to. Yeah. Yeah. 
you can't catch anything from me. I can't catch anything from you because X, Y, Z. They usually bring that Which up. Which I think is is good to do the disclaimer for sure. Obviously, STIs are not a sexy thing to talk about. Maybe not something you want to be reading about in your smut, but very important to practice safe sex, guys. Well, I think so. These kind of books, I no, no, I think these kind of books are, yeah, they're for people of our age, but I was definitely reading things like this when I was younger. Mm-hmm. And I think the more normal condoms and contraceptives and everything like that gets brought up, the easier it is to bring it up in normal conversation. Yeah, just to, to make it the status to- quo, like, oh yeah, we're talking about this now completely demystify it yeah and you don't have to wait until you're later in life with people who are comfortable about talking about it you know yeah 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 because at that point shit knows what you've a already caught and b what could have happened like what you could be terrified to bring up condoms and get pregnant because you haven't brought up condoms and you were told oh yeah if i pull out nothing will happen incorrect (laughs) very incorrect this public service announcement was brought to you by Gaia and Zoe (laughs) yeah like there there is a way to to not use contraceptives Mm -hmm. and to not get pregnant but it involves like active tracking of cycles and temperatures and ovulation levels and there's a lot of math involved which takes the sexiness out of like everything like you don't want to be getting all hot and heavy with someone and then go i'm sorry you're gonna to have to wait three days <laughs> you know no can do occupado or come on come on come on come on we have like three days to get this shit done come on yeah i'm gonna to need to schedule the sex for 6 30 p.m on wednesday the 14th no that doesn't work for you okay well my next window is until the 18th so there we go yeah like that's the thing and some people are really happy to do that but it's not a thing that a teenager is a probably likely to be what's the term regular enough in their periods to be able to to do the math to to do it yeah looking at you zoe (laughs) i'm a regular and i like it (laughs) she's so irregular (laughs) but our point is (laughs) yeah Bringing these things up demystifies it. Yes. Which means that you're going to have these conversations. And yeah, for someone our age, we're like, okay, so they brought it up. That's good. Mm -hmm. But someone younger reading it going, they're bringing it up for a reason. Yeah, it's just for the the more influential readers, I suppose. Influencible? Easily influenced. There we go. Yeah, we got there. We got there in the end. Yeah. Yeah. So in conclusion, guys... This book is really good. Would definitely, like, quite highly recommend. It's a great story. Mm-hmm. Simple, but incredibly well executed. Yeah. Smut-filled to the fucking eyeballs at this point. Uh, and we are definitely eager to read more in this world from these people. Werewolves. Werewolves are where it's at, guys. Yeah. I'm telling you. Apparently. (laughs) We're also open to other types of shifters. So we'll find out. Hit us up on our Instagram at the Literotica Book Club uh, to 
see what we're at there. We post pretty regularly. We'll definitely post when the next uh, episode is up and what it will be with a short blurb about it. Some sexy artwork as well. <laughs> uh, you can catch us on Facebook, uh, the Literatica Book Club, where more updates, but we're hoping to get like some more recommendations going on. Some there. discussions. Discussions. Safe space to chat. Nothing is no no holes barred. Just don't be creepy (laughs) Uh, (laughs) and if you have any short stories that you would like to send us to review uh, we are compiling a few at the moment for a nice quick uh, episode where we can go through the ones that we've been sent we're looking for a few more Uh, that is literaticabookclub at gmail.com thank you all for spending this, this time with us and we shall Catch you on the flip side. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. There was a coup. Love a coup.